59, you reckon? Dude. Don't get it. Pretty close. 69, dudes. Yeah. Is that what you were referring yeah. to? Yeah. yeah. What's that from? <laughs> uh, Bill and Ted. Is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Saw that back in the day, never again. Bill, what number am I thinking of? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Game Assistant Podcast episode 59, a podcast about people at play, retro, arcade, modern, pinball and everything in between. It's the 24th of November 2019 and my name is Mark Bell and I'm the only one here right now because uh, I've decided to record a little special intro, an additional intro to the um, podcast episode 59. Because I've been playing on the uh, Capcom Home Arcade, the the unit that um, Capcom have published, I guess, not necessarily manufactured. Um, It's a two-player control panel. I'm sure most people already know about it. If you listened to our last podcast, I talked about the fact that I've got it on order um, and also that I played it at PAX and it was god-awful. Um, it had input latency up the wazoo. Uh, it was unplayable, completely unplayable in my opinion. So from being initially excited about this particular unit coming out, after playing it at PAX, I was very apprehensive, to say the least. Uh, there was a general consensus that it's more than likely the LCD setup that was at PAX that um, contributed to that input latency of, I don't know, I I think I said it was at least a second or a little bit less than a second. It was bad, Um, even to the point where casual players uh, would comment that the controls felt skatey, and that's because they're experiencing input lag, which I don't think they're necessarily familiar with, the concept of input lag, but to them it just feels like skating when you let go of the controls and your character keeps moving. So that being said, a couple of weeks ago my Capcom Home Arcade got delivered, or more to the point, I picked it up. Um, I wasn't going to try it out initially because it was on the beginning of the week and I don't play games during the week. Um, but I was convinced by a few people on the Discord channel, the Game the System Discord channel, to at least unbox it and uh, let everyone know what the input lag was like. So I did. I um, I opened it up, and initially, you know, quite impressed with the control panel itself. I it gets a lot of flack for being a giant Capcom logo, but I actually think it looks pretty good. Um, again, my impressions from PAX. Uh, held up in terms of the build quality, uh, the, the joystick and controls feel fantastic. They feel exactly like my Sandwire setup here on my Mortal Kombat cab. So, yeah, if the, the build quality actually feels really good. Um, but yeah, of course, the input lag is the most important thing because, as I said in the previous cast, if I buy this thing, which is $399, by the way, a ridiculous amount of money 
um, and it's got the same amount of input lag or even just input lag in general, noticeable input lag, then I'd be taking it back because it's a hell of a lot of money to just, you know, realize it's unplayable and sit it on a shelf. So I plugged it all in, um, turned it on, and uh, the first thing I noticed was there was no sound, which was obviously unusual. Uh, but I decided to let that slide for the for initially because I don't know I figured something else is probably wrong and I'll figure that out later that's the input lag that I care about so um, went straight into Ghouls and Ghosts obviously because I am intimately familiar with that game and um, yeah got stuck into that with no sound mind you and yeah, instantly, sadly, noticed that input lag is still an issue. So, again, like what we talked about in last podcast, um, with emulation, there's always going to be input lag or input latency, no matter what happens. You know, it's not bare metal, it's software trying to emulate hardware, so there's going to be input lag. It's whether it's noticeable. That's the issue. It's, it's whether it's... Um, bad enough that it affects gameplay and uh, I've I've talked about before that um, you know I've played the Mega Drive Mini I've played the NES Mini the SNES Mini um, those are all great yes there is input lag but it's I can hardly notice it to the point where I don't really notice it um, the C64 Mini has bad input lag it's probably I was going to say a a quarter of a second, a third of a second, but it's it's enough where it's noticeable and to me it makes the games unplayable because, for instance, you're playing a platform game like Monty on the Run on the C64 Mini and you run along a platform and go to press jump at the edge of that platform. Because of that noticeable amount of input lag, the game doesn't recognise you press that button at the edge of that platform and instead you just fall off. So that's an issue. And in playing this Capcom Home Arcade, uh, I would equate the input lag with this thing with the C64 Mini. It's very similar. It's, it's noticeable and yeah, if you're a casual player, you probably wouldn't notice it. It's not as bad as what it was at PAX where casual people would say it's skatey. I don't think casual people would notice the input lag on this, um, but people who know the arcades and know how these games are meant to play, you know, they're high score players, they're speed runners, they're high level players, they will notice it instantly and and it's unplayable at that level. So that's a shame. I mean good news, it's not as bad as it was at PAX. Bad news, it still exists and it's noticeable and affects gameplay. Um so I did connect the Wi-Fi, so it's pretty awesome that this thing has Wi-Fi in it. That's unusual for a, a mini system like this that just plugs into a TV. Um, because I wanted to update it to one, see if it helped some of the input lag, and two, see if I could get sound happening. Because I was trying a number of things to try and get sound working. Nothing was working. I plugged back in my Mega Drive Mini, um, my SNES Mini. All of them had sound. I plugged in the Capcom Home Arcade into the HDMI 
cables with the Mega Drive Mini and SNES Mini didn't make a difference. So the Capcom Home Arcade had no sound. I can verify that 100% um, over HDMI. So yeah, I connected to Wi-Fi to uh, update the software because I figured maybe there's an update there that fixes some issues like this. Interesting point, I found out later that a lot of people are having trouble connecting to Wi-Fi on this Capcom Home Arcade. And hilariously, the issue there is that if you've got a space in your Wi-Fi name, the Capcom Home Arcade can't connect to it. And the official fix for that from uh, Koch Media, I think they're called, but let's call them Cock Media, um, the people who built this thing, their official response is rename your Wi-Fi network so it doesn't have a space in it. Obviously, they say they're going to fix this in a later update, so you can have a space in your Wi-Fi network. But yeah, that's just, that's hilariously bad. Um, so anyway, my Wi-Fi network doesn't have a space in it and I didn't have any trouble connecting. And I did update the software to the latest version, which is 1.3. I the, the, the firmware that I had when I got the system was 1.0. So I updated it to 1.3, that was pretty painless. It rebooted, still no sound. So I didn't solve the sound problem. Um, and the input lag is exactly the same. There's, there's no difference there. Um, of course, I've done all the things, my TV's on game mode, etc, etc. No real need to say that because the Mega Drive Mini and SNES Mini and NES Mini work perfect. Um, so yeah, no sound. Uh, the main thing I noticed with the 1.3 update is that it gives you some additional display options. So with 1.0 you couldn't play original aspect ratio, which is really weird. So all of these things are shipping out to homes with a software, uh, firmware version that uh, has the screen all stretched which is silly uh, but yeah the 1.3 update adds original aspect ratio so the games look a lot better um, oh yeah I um, I read a few reviews uh, with people having you know all sorts of different issues that I was having um, besides the input lag, it, that's pretty consistent. But there were some graphical glitches here and there um, that people were experiencing. And people were experiencing sound dropouts. So the sound would um, go in and out and drop sometimes and then come back. And, and uh, the frame rate would drop. Input latency was a lot worse. These sort of things. And I think it was Digital Foundry that I heard this from, which is a good review by the way, um, they recommended a factory reset. You go into the settings and your factory reset and that fixed the sound issues for them. It also fixed the hitching and the graphical issues. Input latency was still the same, but otherwise it fixed all those other problems. So I tried a factory reset, didn't do anything. It, it was the same. Interestingly, doing a factory reset doesn't reset it to 1.0 firmware. It kept the 1.3, so I don't know why that's the case, but that is the case. 
but it did not fix my sound that is non-existent. And I um, I searched around on the internet, various places. Uh, one place I found was a forum where people were talking about they have no sound on their monitor slash TV. And I happened across a Reddit thread um, run by Cock Media. Um, and they're pretty uh, responsive, actually, responsive to feedback and so forth. And there was people in there saying they also don't have sound. And apparently they're working on that for a 1.4 update. Um, as well as a couple of other issues, like the space in the Wi-Fi name issue. But as of me talking right now, that 1.4 update is not out. They said it would be possibly within a week, and that was about a week ago, so... You know, I'm running out of time. I, I need to get this back to the store to get a refund. If I'm going to get a refund, I can't have this for weeks and weeks and weeks and wait for them to update the firmware and get this thing working. So I'm very close to just taking it back to the store, but I'm also hoping that 1.4 firmware will come out and fix my sound issue. Ultimately, the big takeaway, though, is that the sound is not the problem. I mean, obviously, it's, it's a big problem. It's the input lag, so I don't imagine any firmware updates uh, improving the input lag. I just don't see it. They do say in their notes that they think that they can improve that a little bit, but I just don't see how. So I have no confidence that they're going to do that or be able to do that, but they say they can. So, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm up to with the Capcom Home Arcade. I think it looks great. I think it's solid build. Joysticks and buttons are fantastic. Um, if it worked, as it should, it's pretty much plug and play, but it doesn't, so it's not. <laughs> um, connecting the Wi-Fi doesn't work for a lot of people. Um, even getting to the settings menu is weird. You hold diagonally up and left, up, up, left, and up and right to get into these extra menus, um, which is not immediately obvious. It doesn't say anything about it in the instructions either. So even getting into the setup menu took me a while to figure out how to do. Yeah, and the games themselves, I mean, look, I've got Street Fighter 2 running on my screen right now. You can't tell because there's no sound. Uh, funny that. And it looks fantastic. It looks really, really good. Uh, but it doesn't sound great, because it doesn't. And there's input lag. So for anyone who plays these games at a high level, or knows the games well, they're not going to have a good time. Um, which is a shame. And it's a big problem, because it's, it's a $399 system. And it's, you know, it's not good. You can't, you know, forgive any of those things as far as I'm concerned. You can't expect someone to spend $400 uh, and get a subpar product. Something that's not finished for a start. And something that just doesn't work. Um, I even said this in my Reddit post. Because I did post there and say, you know, I'm not getting any sound, all that kind of stuff. I said, you know, I can't believe Capcom have put their name on this. Um, Capcom 
you know, they're really pushing the fighting scene. They're funneling a huge amount of money in it. Pushing Street Fighter V. Uh, you know, it's a big thing for Capcom. They're, they're trying to do the esports thing. And they are. They're not just trying. They are. The fighting scene is huge. Evo, all that kind of stuff. So Capcom should care about their brand. They should be caring that, you know, hardcore players are going to get this into their hands and they're going to go, what, what the fuck, you know? Um, so it's a big shame. I think Capcom are a great company, made great games, and they've put their name literally on this thing. It's giant. Giant Capcom logo. And it's subpar. It's, it's very disappointing. So that's my review of the Capcom Home Arcade. It's not good news, sadly. Like I said, I'm waiting for firmware 1.4 to come out. The whole update. See if it fixes the sound. It's I'm very, very sceptical it's going to do anything about the input lag, but we'll wait and see. But also, I'm, uh, I need to take this back to the store if I'm going to take it back to the store and get my money back. So I can't keep waiting for this magical 1.4 update to come out. Um, and too bad for those people that can't update their system that way. I don't know, maybe they don't have Wi-Fi, maybe... I don't know, maybe they bought it just as a standalone unit and they're using code 1.0. Yeah, that's crap. Anyway, that's it. Uh, we will go straight into the normal episode now and uh, I hope you enjoy. See you later. So we're just going to get straight into it, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, was this your delaying tactic? No, oh, like, oh, let's, you know, we'll record the, another it's podcast. It's going to introduce and <laughs> have some news and... Have some banter. Yeah. We've gone through the news. Yeah. Unless there's more news. Is there more news? No. I think the news was, like, really old news oh, anyway. Oh, kind of. It's always old news. It's retro news. No, it might, this <laughs> might work because it, this is now... You were listening to this in the future. Sure. Mm. Actually, that's true, yes. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if by now, um, there may be some... The expansion part of 1989 might be open. Oh, you reckon? Mm. Is he going to get it done that quickly? Uh, I I got a sneak preview Ooh, recently. A private oh. tour. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cool. And um, Ben took you upstairs. Yeah. Mm. Did you help him with his stools? He he was complaining about the stools he had. Mm. Oh, break, breaking news. <laughs> Evan in the chat. Yeah. He says it opens today. Yeah. So, he, he told me... How is that possible? It's 9.50 p.m. He told me he was going to soft open it yesterday on Thursday. Oh, but I don't know if that's late. Uh, a soft opening. So, yeah. 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 Not maybe incomplete, but letting people up there, apparently. Hmm. Is it... So, if, if I'm so the not stool, mistaken. So, his stools are sorted then? <laughs> I don't know. Having a soft opening? <laughs> Lol. <laughs> yeah. I get it. <laughs> no, well, I, I didn't th- know this. I, I saw it going along. Actually, no, I wouldn't have. But you know, yeah. <laughs> I did see a thing on Facebook today about him uh, putting together stools and asking for help. Oh, mm. right. Um, so when's the hard opening? I don't know exactly. Right, because I would like to go to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Was there? There's any? Is there any like new artwork or anything? Um, so when, when I was there as incomplete, he was 
he's planning to put up, you know, the, the frills. Mm. But when I was there, it was all blank walls. Okay. Right. Like posters and paraphernalia. It won't be as, like, intense as downstairs. Mm-hmm. So, the upstairs is still all the wood panel, uh, you know, walls. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, without all the all the stuff, it, it's kind of subdued. It's, it's sort of like a wood cabin or like a... Mm. American basement, mm. except it's got windows. Mm. And upstairs. And it's upstairs, yeah. <laughs> um, Does it have arcade cabs up there? Yes. That's all that matters. Yes. Right. Crucially, it has the classic row that he's been talking about. Oh, nice. Did the so, pin- pinballs end up up there? No, they're, they're, in, the, they're in the kitchen, yep. which is the back alley. Yep. They, the, mm. the Japanese back yeah, alley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so up there, when I saw, there was Gauntlet. Nice. And... Uh, I've never uh, played Gauntlet Arcade. Well, I had a go. Right. Yeah. You beat me. Did you play the <laughs> Chase HQ 2? No, that was there actually. Oh, I, I, I saw that last time I was there too. I was going to play it and then and then Ben came down and saw me and goes, oh, you got to come upstairs. And that's, I spent all my time up there. Ah, oh, you mm, took your away from yeah, it. What a bastard. <laughs> um, oh. just, just on Chase HQ 2, yeah. I was there this week. Yeah, this week. Hmm. And I noticed Chase HQ2 wedged in that front corner. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how they got that in there. <laughs> it's, it's huge. Eh? It's, yeah. it's a, well, the cab is huge. Yeah. That space seems to be purposely built for Chase HQ2. <laughs> right. <laughs> but to the point where now that it's in there, I don't think they could ever get it out. I guess you got to move every other machine. Yeah. Like, to, yeah. Yeah. Mm. To get in, in yeah. and out. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Uh, Classic why, why? Why am I not thinking of the game now? Donkey Kong. What's the lazy disc Ast- one? Asteroids. Oh, Dragon's Lair. Dragon's yeah, Lair. Dragon's Lair. Right. Yeah. Cool. Original. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, maybe it's it's like a oh original. The cabinet, I believe, is the, the lazy disc player. He's not. Right. So he's got one of those kits that plays the so. digital sort of reproduction of the thingy laser, laser disc. disc. It's a laser disc. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Can it work with like consumer laser disc players? Surely not. Uh, I think he was explaining, but I, I, I was... Hang on, what was that question? I, I know the answer to this. What's the uh, question? Can like can the cons, can the arcade cab work mm. with like a consumer laser no, display? No, specific ones. Okay. Yeah, and I can't remember why, but there's they are consumers uh, laser displays, but they have to be specific types, right? Because uh. A YouTube channel I used to watch a lot, which is John's Arcade. Mm-hmm. Um, he rebuilt one of those, mm-hmm. and he got a new LaserDisc player for it. Mm-hmm. But, it, yeah, he went through all sorts of hassles to try and find the particular ones yep. that, that actually work. Okay. Whereas most of them don't. Yep. Wow, that's crazy if he's actually got the real LaserDisc player. Because mm. that hardware is like... And yeah, the disc, quite, too, is... Yeah. It's... Yeah. There's things you can buy now that replicate that hardware. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So you don't have to have want, a spinning disc. Makes me want to practice the game so that I can yeah. <laughs> have a decent game when I play the actual arcade machine. Well, he, hmm. he had it pumped up to like, so you got a lot of lives. So oh, okay. If, That's good. If you don't know what you're doing, still a quick game. But, yeah. Um, you get a bunch of chances. really quickly. You know? Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> then, because you play it and you're like, you, you know, get however far and you're like, oh, okay, I know what to do now. And then the next time it's different. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, 
I was hoping to play Gauntlet for the first time when we went to Netherworld last time, mm. but it was down, yeah. so didn't get to play it. Mm. So I'll just have to play it at 1989. Yep. Mm. <laughs> so what else is there? Okay, and then then Donkey Kong. Yep. Mm. And then... How did that play? Yeah, oh, <laughs> funny. <laughs> right. I mean, the cat was great. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing, played good, but mm-hmm. the difficulty settings were set way up. Oh, really? <laughs> We yeah. started the game with like five lives. It wasn't default settings at all. Hmm. Started the game with heaps of lives and right, really hard. So I got, got smashed. Did you tell Ben that? <laughs> yeah. You got to tell him to put it on twin galaxy settings. Yeah, God yeah. damn it. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> Did he mention anything else as part of the launch? Any kind of what? competitions or anything? Oh. E- e- are we talking about... I, I, I don't know. That's why I'm like... I don't think he's. we've even concluded there's a launch yet have we no we need to find out Hmm. i'm just trying to find out what matt knows to know what ben talked about to see what i can talk about yeah but this was in private yeah okay fair enough Uh... (laughs) okay we should not say anything then Hmm. there's things but i saw cool stuff exciting i was excited it's gonna be really exciting yeah oh you're looking at me with a funny look (laughs) There's obviously something I, I don't want to know. go there. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't think it's that much of a secret, but I don't really know what Ben has planned exactly, so I don't want to. Oh, I think I know what you guys are talking about now. Hmm. Okay. Great. Yeah. So we've we've talked a lot about <laughs> what we can't talk about <clears throat> and frustrated all the readers. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> um. Okay. So what was next? There was. Um. Is it that hard? <laughs> did he? Did he? Miss Pac-Man. Okay, Miss Pac-Man was there. It was on the end. Does he have asteroids going? Asteroids. Was, no. Remember he was like. He How just many beers a bezel. did you have? Then or today? <laughs> 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 there must be more than four. Games yeah, there was. Up there. So Miss Pac-Man. Okay, that was on the end. Uh huh. Cubit. was the last one. No, Cubit. Oh. There's like one or two more in the middle. Um, Has he filled the space? Uh, there's with Gallagher. Gallagher. And then uh, something I didn't play. Is the Galaga on free play? No. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So there was a defender, but I think I don't think he's going to keep that. So right. that so that was. I saw that he's selling a defender cab. Yeah, I think that's that one. Hmm. He's selling a gauntlet cab as well. Yeah. Yeah, he had, had two of them. Yeah. I mean, Amazing. why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is the space filled with games or is there still no. a lot of stuff? No, there's there? a lot of space actually. So right. that classic row, just it takes up only a small part of the room and then mm. the, there's tables and stuff. Mm. And then in right. the, the next area, there's a mini bar, a little bar, mm-hmm. more tables, and then the back part is like a few more machines. Right. So it's bars, actually a lot more open. The bar's op- operating or is not no, yet? Okay. Well, it wasn't when I saw it. Right. Um, but it won't be a... It's not like a... It would be a tinny, tinny fridge. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I buy the tinnies. Mm. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so actually, it's more spacious da- than downstairs, which is pretty dense down there. Mm. So, more lax. Well, until more games go up there, who oh, gets more? You can put them in. There'll mm. be space. Yeah. Mm. Why doesn't he just move some of the games from downstairs upstairs? Well, a couple did, mm. but um, yeah, not that many. So there's not more space downstairs. It's still like <clears throat> the same. Uh, yeah. No, well, there's less because the doorway to get upstairs, you have to take away a machine from the, the low boy row. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. 
Hmm. Is there are the Astros still in the back alley? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's three Astros in there. Four. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's mm. pretty cool having all them just sitting there in a line. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm. They're made to be sat in a line. Yeah. Mm. And there's and they're kind of spaced out too. So now there's you know the machine and a little thing for your drinks. Mm. Yeah. So it's like sit down oh, okay. Kind of thing. Oh, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Is Deadpool still there? Yeah, Deadpool and Adam's family are there. You sure? Yeah, and Star Wars gone. Oh, okay. Because um, I know there's a Deadpool in the Henson now. Okay. And they're both venues <clears throat> that Scotty runs. Yeah. Mm. So I would have thought he would have taken the Deadpool from 1989 and put it in Henson, but mm. it's still there. Okay, Scotty's got two he Deadpools must have there. Two. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that's cool. Um, we'll have to check, and the readers can check uh, the 1989 Facebook page mm-hmm. to see what's happening when mm. it's actually going to be a hard launch. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, rather than a soft launch. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm. I'd be keen to go along to that. Yeah. Very cool. Indeed. Well, maybe since you've been talking for a while, I should go on to my update. Okay. Yeah. So, MK11... Huh. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to break you? the drought. I thought you said you were going to play it. I know. So I had a I had a date reserved with MK11. <laughs> My wife was away for the night. Um, so I grabbed a bunch of games that I haven't played yet. MK11, Monster Boy, and Bloodstained. Three games I haven't played yet. Still in shrink wrap. Uh, I prepared. I updated all my consoles on the wow. day. So, turned on the PS4, installed a 500 megabyte update that it wanted. Turned on the Xbox One, it wanted a 4 gigabyte update. Jesus. So, installed that. (laughs) Then threw in MK11, and MK11 wanted a 10 gigabyte Mm. update. So... Isn't that just downloading the whole game at that point? Pretty much. Uh, No, I think it's much bigger than that. It's Mm. probably about three times the size of that. Mm. Either way, 10 gigabytes is a lot of data yeah on mm. australian internet it's it's a lot what's your internet like oh it's pretty good nbn okay. as good oh, as really? nbn can be okay which is not good but i don't know download a couple of mega second mm-hmm. go up to five to ten sometimes mm. but yeah so it sort of uh fluctuated between you know saying it was three hours, then it was six hours, then it was an hour, then it was three hours. Mm. While I was waiting, I played Forza Horizon 4 mm-hmm. um, on the Xbox, and that was the end of my night. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't play any of the new games at all. <laughs> I just played Forza Horizon 4. So one day I'll play MK11, one of these days. One of these days. Exactly. Uh, something, something I did play though is some more Ghouls and Ghosts because I, I speed run that game not as much as I'd like mm. but I do speed run that game when I can and I got a new PB oh really a new personal best cool yeah so my previous PB was 18 minutes and 27 seconds and that was good enough to put me on 8th on the scoreboard mm-hmm. in the world leaderboard thingies and um, my goal is to get under 16, so I've got a fair way to go. So you haven't submitted a run yet on the board? Yeah. 
Oh, you have? That 1827, which okay. puts me on eighth place. Cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what I've been doing is 1cc runs. So I, I play... And, you know, generally there's a lot of reset runs where you get halfway through stage one and something shit happens, so you reset, you mm-hmm. try again, you reset, you try again. But there are always 1cc runs. So even if I got all the way through the two loops on one credit and then lost my credit on the very last boss, I'd start again. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't continue playing. But what I did notice watching a lot of speed runs these days is people don't actually do that. People are happy to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're happy to throw in an extra credit and keep playing and it it still counts. It's not usually, um, specified that it has to be one credit, is it? No, Hmm. I think there was an unwritten, uh, rule for a long time with arcade speed runs that you need to one CC, but that's kind of just melted away over time, Hmm. especially with beat em up, um, speed runs where, a lot of it's credit feeding, mm. just trying to go as fast as possible yeah. and throwing in as many credits as possible. Mm. Yeah. Well, when I think about something like Streets of Rage, if you did just keep using specials and dying, it wouldn't really matter mm. that much if you could just use as many credits as you wanted. Yep. And yeah, I wonder if that's potentially the fastest way to finish it. And if yep. we go by the pure speed run point of view... It's just the fastest way to finish the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with Ghouls and Ghosts, uh, a 1cc is always going to be faster than a non-1cc because continuing the game, you know, you're going to the to the end of the game screen, then you're going to the continue screen, then you're pressing the start button, then you're going through the intro again. Mm. So you're losing, I don't know, 10 to 20 seconds by continuing. Um, but yeah, just watching a lot of other people speed run the game, they were happy to continue and, and submit their runs. So I decided to do the same thing. And just by doing that, it allows you to play the game or experience the later game a lot more than what you otherwise would. Because mm. generally, you know, you die and then you go back to the beginning. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, it, it's kind of funny actually, this new PB, I did die on the last boss on my one credit. <laughs> yep. So, even though it is a PB, I would have saved about 20, 20 seconds or so um, if I didn't have to continue. But I did have to continue, but I still beat my previous best by over a minute. So, my new PB is 17 minutes and 20 seconds. Wow. That's a big chunk of time. It's a big chunk of time. A speed yeah. run like that. Yep. It was a really good run. Did um, you just fall like, uh, feel like everything was falling into place? Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's it was one of those runs where you, where I didn't feel like I was doing anything in particular that was out of the ordinary. Just everything that was happening were the strats that you try to put in place and they were, and they were working just all the way through for the entire game. Mm-hmm. Whereas generally, you know, you just have those spots where something doesn't work and so it sort of knocks you back for mm-hmm. a bit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just a super clean run all the way through. Mm-hmm. But having said that, 17 minutes and 20 seconds, I saved over a minute from my previous best time, but I didn't move on the scoreboard. I'm still eighth. Mm. So <laughs> the guy under me is 16 minutes and 58 seconds, I think. So I actually might have beaten that time if, it, if I didn't die on the last boss. But, you know, that's how it happens. So yeah, um, 
been doing that. Excited to get a new PB. Um, some general repairs. So I've been talking to GC8 Tech on the... Um, did I say that right? GC8 uh, Tech? I think did, so. Did I say Juicy? Whoa. <laughs> it just sounded like to me in my own brain I said Juicy8 Tech. <laughs> GC8 Tech on the Discord. He's the main tech for 1UP Arcade up in um, uh, Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just he he's been offering a lot of tips. He's been doing a lot of videos on you know how to repair certain things. Um, so what by watching his videos and a bit of his guidance, um, I purchased a new uh, power supply for my MK cab, which mm-hmm. currently has my ghouls and ghosts in it. And as people would know, I had endless trouble with that cab. Um, Sometimes you plug a board in and it wouldn't boot or mm-hmm. it'd do weird things. And um, it, towards the uh, last few days before I got the new PSU, um, it would take about 20 minutes to even boot Ghouls and Ghosts because you'd turn it on, nothing would happen. Turn it off, turn it on. Some of the graphics would come up, but not all of them. So you turn it off, you turn it on, and eventually it would boot. Um and so, yeah, following GC8 Tech's advice, I thought I'd get a new power supply. I put that in. Ever since then, it's been perfect. I've never had a single problem since. It's quite amazing what a, a working PSU <laughs> can do. Because, hmm. you know, I've had that cab for a long time and it's always had those problems. It got hmm. worse towards the end, hmm. but it's always had those problems. And I thought, you know, it's... Issues with PCBs. Mm. I thought maybe it's the jammer connector. Mm. I thought maybe it's the jammer harness. I replaced the jammer harness. I replaced the jammer connector. Mm. Still continued with those problems. So it was the power supply all along. Mm. Yeah, that's weird because you'd think that a power supply would either work or not work. Yeah, but I guess that the reality is it's a bit more complicated than that. Yep. Um, mm. Yes, and. Uh, Another issue issue I've had is my Mortal Kombat 2 cab. Ever since I got it, the marquee light doesn't work. Um, mm-hmm. And that's because it's a USA cab. And the um, fluoro mm-hmm. thingy is set for USA. Mm-hmm. So it never worked under Australian power. And I was thinking I'd have to do all sorts of funny, funny things to get a fluoro light working. Um, in the end, GC8 Tech uh, convinced me to just buy an LED strip because mm. yep. that's what he does to all his cabs at yep. One Up. Mm. And so I went to JCar because it, you know, new JCar opened up across the road from my work, which was amazing. <laughs> and they have those LED strips. I got that. I mm. wired it into the is it 12 volt or 5 volt on the power supply? Uh, it's one of them. Yeah, I'm not sure. Off yeah, I'd say more likely now. 12, it, but it, okay. It, yeah, it could be either. Like with LEDs, um, mm. just depends on what resistors are in line. Yeah, uh, is yeah. it color changing or is it just white? It's just white. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember whichever one I did because it was a while ago now. Mm. But um, oh, Baker Snark MDW in the chat saying twelve volt. So yeah, I wired it up for the twelve volt on the power supply. Stuck it on the roof of my marquee, and it's awesome now. So you didn't even need to buy one of those ones that comes with the power supply and stuff. You just bought a plain strip. Yeah. No, it had, it, it was a plain strip, but it has a... Um, oh, I can't remember the, the type of connector it had on mm. the end. But it was it was the ground and the 12 volts going to a connector. Mm. I think it was like a... You know, the standard power jack? What? 
Oh. <laughs> like the <laughs> 12 volt power, power jack? You know, power it jack. looks like a, a um, microphone jack. These XLR things? No, 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 no. Like a, like oh. a headphones. Like headphones, oh. like an Atari power. Like a 3.5mm. Like yeah. I'm reaching over these headphones. <clears throat> yeah. It looks mm. like that, but it's for power. Yeah, like Atari mm. does that. Yeah. Mm. 2600. So what was that? It was like one of those. Okay. Oh, like a barrel jack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't barrel like the laptop one? Like, yeah. It's, that's the... Yeah, it was like that. Mm. Wait. Or similar. Either way, it was a okay. thing. <laughs> Either way, I snipped it off. Oh, all right. <laughs> and just spliced into the 12 volt and the ground on the power supply. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. The, the LED strip uh, has a sticky backing. So you just tear the sticky backing uh-huh. off and then stick it up onto the roof. Yeah. Easy. It was all good. Is that it? Do you have a brightness control? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was a few months ago. Do you now. need a brightness control? I mean, what if what if it's like... <clears throat> um, it was very bright when I yeah. stuck it in there. But once you put the marquee over it, oh, okay. it's, it's okay. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, you it could have been... Remove the marquee, it's blinding. Uh, I'm trying to think of, you know, a funny comparison, but I'm not, you know. But it maybe it could have been... Light up, you know, the whole room, <laughs> like the National Lampoons. Yeah, like yeah, like their house on Christmas. <laughs> I think then, yeah, they're not that bright. Um, but I yeah, no, the, that was really cool. Yeah, I think the only, um, really, like the only problem that can come is that the light's more focused. So you might get a translate oh, yeah. where like the top half is yeah, really. Yeah, that's bright. what I was worried about actually. Yeah. And also because they are so bright, the individual LEDs, I was worried you'd be able to see like. Bright bits and then darker bits and bright bits and dark bits, but that's not the case. Mm. It's perfect. Yeah. And it's a really, it, it's not a long strip, but it's a pretty big strip. So you just cut it where you need to cut it mm. and splice in where you need to splice in. So mm-hmm. I've got a whole bunch of LED strip left over. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Uh, the other thing with my MK2 cab was the speakers were way too loud. So even adjusting the volume all the way down to one. You put it to zero and there's nothing. Yeah. You put it to one and it's fucking blaring. <laughs> and the neighborhood can hear everything that's going on. Um, so Bakersnark MDW gave me some tips on how to rewire those speakers. And by rewiring them, as in taking a wire from one speaker and putting it on the other one and this wire from this speaker to this one. And yeah, that fixed that problem. Yeah. Now it's nice <clears throat> and playable. Yeah, huh. that's, that's I can play it at night now. The theory was that the, the board is expecting a... A four ohm load. I might be uh, mixing numbers, but the speakers were eight. No, the other way around. Expecting mm. an eight ohm load, but the speakers were four ohms, and so mm, like right. it's only half the resistance, so the wattage yeah. is like it's multiplied. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so instead of having the speakers in parallel, you put them in series, and then you've just added the resistance. I guess, and that, you've got magically eight ohms. Ah, oh, so you had them in parallel. Yeah. Right. Everything you it's guys are thing. saying are just going completely over my well, head. <laughs> you're lucky you didn't blow the speakers. But um, why the way they were set up initially, or that would have been because it if, if that's what I guess it depends on the wattage. wattage. Right, okay. Depends on the wattage rating, I guess. But yeah. hmm. I mean, you would notice if it was like being loud is one thing, but then when you push them, you would hear it distort. And yeah, no, they didn't distort. I, I got the distinct feeling this is just a. A Williams thing, you know, Williams arcade and pinball. Yeah. Mm. Their lowest volume setting is still bloody loud. Mm. Yeah. Still really loud. And Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. They wanted to be loud. loud. Game. And so yeah, I think that's just a that's just a thing. 
um, they didn't want it to be soft because they want to attract players to the to the cab. Mm. But in a home setting, and especially here where I live in Camden, where you can hear a pin drop on the street, <laughs> I mean, yeah, MK2 blasting out of that volume was just ridiculous. Mm. So, yeah, whatever weird instructions and apparently john and matt understand what these were but i still don't i just <laughs> followed funny. the instructions it's funny trying to like think of a way to rewire it it's, it's a puzzle that needed needed some thought mm. and i'm no good at puzzle games so yeah. yeah it was right over my head i just i just did what people said and it worked yeah. so i'm happy um i bought and installed the new bony flipper for my scared stiff because the oh, yeah. flipper broke and it's actually been a year since that flipper broke. Wow. And I just yeah. left the game sit there unplayed for a year because yeah. the flipper broke. Yeah. We've got other games. <laughs> That's true. I've got other games to play. But, yeah, I finally bought some bony flippers and installed it. And so that's fixed now. And as soon as I fixed it, I sold it. Mm. Yeah. Controversial. I know. I've sold my scared stiff. So that's leaving in a week's time. Wow. Yeah. Have you played it at all? No, it's still not working. The flipper's <laughs> fixed. Yeah. But there's other issues now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the buyer knows all of the issues mm-hmm. and he's happy to fix them. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He knows the game well. He does know the game very well. He might own another three of them. Wow. Yeah. That many. And, and wants another one. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? So, yeah. Um... I'd been thinking about selling Scared Stiff for a long time because it's a it's a highly sought after game. Mm. You never see them for sale mm. because people who buy them keep them. Mm. So whenever they do go up for sale, they sell immediately and for a lot of money. Mm. Um, the the negative thing about Scared Stiff is that it's not very deep. There's not a lot going on. So if you know the game well, it's not very exciting to step up to because you've done it all before. Mm. And it's not very complicated. So basically to me, that game always just looked like a huge pile of cash sitting in my game room mm. that's not a pile of cash. Mm. It's it's a game sitting there waiting to be turned into a pile yeah. of cash. So I think, yeah. Um, yeah. And in contrast, I think it's a great game to have on site for people mm. to play because it's really simple to understand what yep. to do. Yep. Um, good for competitions because uh, it's, well, I don't know. What do you think? Good for competitions? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. got a really, it's it's got a good rule set for competition where mm. the scoring opportunities are really balanced. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's leaving. Um, and it's a bit of a shame, but at the same time, I've got the new Elvira coming. So, you know, how many Elviras <laughs> do you need? A lot of them, according to the person who's buying this. Yeah. <laughs> and and so, to clarify, you, are you expecting to get two machines or just only Elvira? You're not, you're not getting... Get, so, the, the maximum pennies you had hmm. was four, five? Where are we getting now? Uh, five, five. So, I had... Five. <laughs> five in, in yeah. the garage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And one at my brother's. Right, yeah. Yeah. And that was the other thing. I felt like I had enough pinball. I didn't need any more. Yeah. In fact, I felt I felt I had too many pinball machines. Right, okay. So, yes, that's that's a good question, Matt, because 
one of the motivations for me moving this on was that I'd have space to mm. get another arcade cap. Oh, okay. Because I'm actually playing more arcade than I am playing pinball now. Mm. So I'm, so now by selling Scared Stiff, I have the money to buy, well, I could buy a couple more arcade cabs, mm. but I've only got space for one. Mm. So I'll probably buy an Astro City or something like that pretty soon. Mm. So I've got the space for it now. Yeah. Hmm. Are you considering one of those um, highway Astro Cities or are you just going to keep an eye out? I'll just keep an eye out. Hmm. If it's one of those highway ones when they arrive, that's fine as long as it's good. Hmm. Um, the problem the problem with that idea um, is that I think it's a bit of an unknown hmm. for, for the readers who don't know what we're talking about. Highway, I think they're based up in Newcastle. They sell arcade and pinball machines. And they're apparently getting a container load of Astro CDs at some stage. Yeah, they've got so they've got a bunch of them on the website, like as available. Hmm. Like you could go and buy one now, supposedly. And they've popped right. up in the last I don't know month or so. Mm-hmm. So they've got Astro CDs for twelve ninety five and new Astro CDs. Is it new Astro CDs? I think. How do you get a new Astro CD? It's like. Version 2. Um, so apparently it's got upgraded sound or upgraded speakers or something like that. Oh. And there's some other other differences. I can't remember off the top of my head, but okay. it's $200 more. Oh, it's not as in new, new. Like it's no, just out sorry. of the box. It's, it's like, just called. That's what it's called. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Because Ben just said in the chat, Ben Benassic, that new Astro is what he has. Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I get it. Yeah, now. it's kind of like, yeah, the second version, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, because there's two reasons why I want an Astro City, and it's not because I have any love for the style of arcade cab because I don't. Mm-hmm. I like dedicated cabs, and I like you know, um, generic arcade cabs that you'd get back in the day in Australian arcades. You'd never see an Astro City in Australian arcades mm. because Astro Cities were a Japan thing. Mm. It's because, um, one, I have Monkey Ball mm. and I want to get a dedicated Monkey Ball set up, which is mm-hmm. a Naomi set up. It's got a banana joystick and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And two, the Astro City has a uh, swivel monitor. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works, mm. but apparently you can pull it out a little bit, turn it, and it becomes horizontal or vertical depending yeah. on which way you turn it. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. So <clears throat> you, you you make that sound real easy, but is it like a one-person job or do you need to like forklift the monitor out? <laughs> <and> then... <laughs> so you can do that with any arcade cab, right? You can make it vertical or horizontal. Uh. But from what I understand, you can do it yourself. And Ben Benassig is just saying in the chat, you can do it on your own. Okay. It's just a simple, it's, it like pops out, yeah. you can turn it and then pop it back in, uh, apparently. Sounds, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, sounds fantastic. Because <laughs> I have no vertical uh, monitors in my arcade, mm. but I've got vertical arcade boards that I'd like to play, like Raiden 2 mm. and believe it or not, Gals Panic. Because <laughs> I like Gals Panic. I think it's a great game. <laughs> it's a puzzle game that I like. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> So, um, yeah, two reasons I want to get an Astro City, and so I'll probably get an Astro City quite soon. Mm-hmm. To see what pops up. If it's one of those highway ones, that's cool. If something else pops up, I'll probably get that. Mm. Cool. Yeah. 
Interesting. And that's it for me. Just some random repairs. Not playing Mortal Kombat 11. And selling games. something yeah the second best esport that exists oh the second best yeah yeah oh, that's so, a big call yeah. but yeah. we have to hear what the first one is now oh starcraft oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's like it's a matter of fact thing. you've heard me talk about this on the podcast before. well i mean he's pretty much right so mm. <laughs> i depends what you call esports i call well, gdq the best but it's not really esports yeah Mm. And then after that, it's I'd more say of Evo exhibition. Mm. But you wouldn't like Evo because no. it's fighting games. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. So um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, October is the month of the Portland Retro Game Expo. Correct. Which we need to go to. Yes. Mm. And this is one of the reasons because they host the Classic Tetris World Championship, mm. which was held last month at the Portland Retro. Because it was like, October. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the 10th one, I think this was, this is the, or something like that. This has been going on about 10 years. The CTWC, CTWC. going for 10 years? Yeah, or yeah the... that one. Yeah. Okay, right. Um, and this is the biggest one they've had. Like last year, last year was also the biggest, like it's been, you know. It's growing. It's growing. But see, the event has <laughs> like been getting like a little bigger every time. Hmm. And last year was noticeably, you know, had more attention I mean, this is the first time I noticed as well. And part of the reason is because, like, the YouTube videos that explain it and the movie mm. Ecstasy of Order, the documentary. Uh, I still haven't seen that. You should watch it. Yeah, I should watch yeah. it. Mm. And so... Is that is that one focused on NES Tetris? Yes. This okay. is NES Tetris. Right. Um, the CTWC is, but yeah. is the documentary Yes, because the, the documentary is actually about the beginning of the CTWC. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. You knew. Yeah. Anyone who watched it. Yeah, yeah. true. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and so... And that was the big story of last year. The rookie player, Joseph Saley, comes in and wins this, his first... Wins, the, you know, the Royal Road, or whatever you want to call it. You know, the, he enters and just wins the whole thing. Mm. Mm. Not just a rookie, though. He's a kid, right? Yes, he's he was 16. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah. And using, you know, this this style of play, the hyper-tapping, mm. which is not super common, or wasn't then. Mm. Okay. It's a bit more common now, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Because now it's us bloated. There's so many new players this time. So much more competition. Did you say us, us bloated? That's us a joke, bloated? Right? <laughs> I, I think I got that from you, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's okay. exploded, but... With us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> just it sounds like saying. something I'd say. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so I think the attention that, that that you know got last year, plus all the you know Joseph's he streams on Twitch. Hmm. Um, he's been getting more since last year. He'd been getting more world record things like level thirty three, which is really really hard. Oh uh, yeah, on okay. Yep. 
record scores and because they thought it was record. impossible before, right? Well, the whole story back then was that it was like they a kill call, screen. They call or? level twenty nine kill screen. Hmm. The reason is because players that play the traditional way, the DAS way, as they call it, where you just hold the, the D pad. Mm-hmm. When you get to twenty nine, you can you can never get the pieces over to the sides. Yeah, you can't move fast enough. Yeah, yeah. Like to make enough. Well, maybe if you're lucky, you can get a few lines. But right, basically, you can't move the pieces to the edges fast enough. Yep. So it's like you know, give up. But when you got when you're hyper tapper, you can move a bit faster, and so he can play through. Hmm. It's hard still, but uh, yeah, there's occasions where he's <laughs> yeah. Well, this one he got thirty three. Hmm. The game doesn't even say thirty three. It breaks. It says like <laughs> O B or something like that. Nice. Yeah, it doesn't even count that high. Hmm. Um, and as well, since last year, there's been this, or maybe it's been going longer. But I don't know. But the classic Tetris monthly, they have these monthly comps online on Twitch. Hmm. And so, you know, you can, people play in those and hmm. it's watchable. Hmm. And so, leading up to the World Championship this year, oh, also they had a bunch more qualifiers hmm. for, for the the big tournament. So, regional things around America. Oh, regional qualifiers. Yeah, so they have ah. a West Coast and East Coast and somewhere. The hmm. winners of that would automatically get qualified into the the main one. I think, no. Well, they just get the trip. Maybe call it, I forget. Right. Anyway, there's some there's some <laughs> advantage to winning. Right. And a European, at least one European one, maybe two, hmm. uh, qualifying over there. Hmm. So, there's all that stuff going on. Yeah. And so, this year, the comp was so much bigger even than last year, which was already noticeably bigger. How many entrants do you know? No. Well, the, the bracket for qualifying is... It w- it's kind of 32 players, but they do a round zero. So, I think they had 40 players to qualify this year. Right. And they... and um. Okay, so the, the score cut off last year, I think, was like 300,000, 400, maybe, mm-hmm. to get into... So, they have a qualifying day where people just sit and play, put in a score. Yep. And then take the best one to play the tournament the next day. Yep. And, um, yeah, and so this year... It's just to qualify for the top 40, I think you needed 600,000-ish. Hmm. And to the, they're using your ranking during the qualifying to seed you into the comp as well, into the yep. bracket. Yep, yep. And so, to get the number one seed, you needed to max out three times or four times. A lot. Okay. So, you didn't just have to play, put in a good score. You had to put in, you know, three or four perfect scores. Hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Which How is, long does it take to max out? Oh, yeah, like 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, that's not too bad then. But it's just hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You need like 60... You need like greater than 60% of your score to be from Tetris's. Right. That sounds like a lot. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Yeah. And so, you had to be really, really good to see it high as well. Hmm. So, even though... And actually, the way it turned out is a lot of the... Still the top eight players, probably the same kind of people you would have seen last year. Hmm. But all the scores are lifted up. Like, yeah, the top seed was, yeah, like three max outs. And the second place had to get two. Third so had to get two. And they had to tie break them some other way. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was all wow. nuts. Hmm. I heard there was um, a whole bunch of younger people yes in this comp yeah, compared so to last time as well tons more new players so last year you know a couple of i mean i don't know for sure like but 
you you would see besides Joseph, a few other newer players. Mm-hmm. Not as many did well, but you know, mm. good. And this year, blown open. There's so many new people, <laughs> and call, uh, and a lot of people are putting down to down to Joseph winning last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. inspired all these people. Yeah, because it was like the the good news story yeah. sort of. Yeah, this young guy coming in and winning and. How he was crying at the end yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Must have had a lot of media exposure as well. Yeah, definitely. Say, well, it's a good online, story. Yeah. Any any story is... Yeah. And a lot of the new players are all hyper-tappers. Mm. Mm. So, they're playing all the new style. Mm. So, it's like the new versus old. It's also mm. the new control style versus the old control style. Yeah. For, for the readers, mm. can you explain hyper-tapping? You just press... So instead of holding, this is the thing. Instead of holding the D pad to get to to move the pieces around, mm. you just tap. You 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 mash the button. Mm. The so D pad. You're like mashing the D pad. Yeah. yeah. With and it's actually and it's really hard to do at the speeds you need to. Right. So they're doing it like exceptionally fast. Mm. Mm. It's like vibrating, you know. Mm. And does it read a? Um Every input you do, does mm. it read that as a movement or do you have yeah. to do it in a particular timing? Because if you do it too fast, then it's missing... Yeah, well, too far... Um, it'll only move once per frame, I believe. Right. So, there's a maximum as well. Yeah, yeah. But I think... Uh, I'm not aware exactly on that timing, but mm. I don't think people are doing it that fast. Mm. Yeah, right. Mm. So, how did the Do finals... I spoil the tournament? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so top seed was Joseph, and then, yeah, and like I was saying, the, the top eight was probably all the players you'd expect to be there, mm-hmm. but then the tournament starts, and the, and the, the golden boy, uh, Jonas Neubauer, he's like, the, he's, he'd won every CTWC, except for last year, and one other one. Right. Not get knocked out in the first round. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Everyone's been, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> And, and actually, that happened a bit. But like a lot of the players that have been like the mainstays of the competition getting knocked out early because hmm. all the new blood and the level of play has gone up hmm. so much. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what else to say? You should watch it. So, <laughs> so I watched all this on Twitch because um, that's how it was then. But as I, last year, most of the thing I watched on the YouTube channel, which they're doing now, they're on Classic Tetris YouTube, mm-hmm. the... They're releasing videos like piecemeal, like uh, yeah. around, yep, blah, yep. Blah, and they produce them properly, so it's nice to watch as well. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, so you're not willing to spoil am I, one? If you don't want to know how it goes, you can. Well, spoilers. You can skip I, I already the know. Yeah. Well, I don't remember now, <laughs> but I've heard the story already. Um, so yeah. if you spoil it, yeah, you're really just reminding me. Okay. Well, <laughs> the spoiler if I skip to the end is Joseph Saley won again. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. And wasn't he up against another young guy or no. something? So in the final this year, he was against Koyan, who's the the other. He's he's a Japanese player. Hmm. He's a he's an old guy, but he hyper taps. So the, that right. was the finals two hyper tappers. Hmm. Right. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's pretty good. But actually, the best game of the whole thing was in a round of eight. Was Joseph and uh, a Japanese player, Green Tea. Mm-hmm. It was. Oh my god, the most amazing thing ever! <laughs> they do it's this whole tournament happens best of oh they did more best of fives this time, um, instead of best of three. Mm. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So he, when you're playing head to head, you'll only get a max out if the other player is pushing you to also max out the score. 
Right. And Because you want happens. to play conservatively or... Well, you, yeah. Okay, so if you're going up against a good player, you've got to you take more risks. Hmm. Um, you know, but but if the other player dies you, you, and your score's ahead, you just stop, right? And okay, yeah, let's yeah, play yeah. the next round. Yeah. Yeah, but if both players max out the score, who's, who's winning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so actually, they, they cheat and have a way to, in the post-production, they can figure out the score. If hmm. you max out. Uh, I thought that it was a ROM hack or something where they allowed the score Sorry. to continue. Um, is that there not the is case? one that exists. Right, but they didn't and use the it. And the ROM hack they use for the tournament is just to do the seeding of the oh, okay. random pieces. Right. I don't think the players see the, the score. Maybe, hmm. but I, I, I think not. Okay. But all the stuff you see at home is all produced in the post-process. Yeah. Anyway, their series was like the best one. If, you, if anything, watch... The, the round of eight, Joseph mm. and Green Tea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. I will. Yeah, I I I initially heard the story through um, the Ultra Chen podcast. Yeah, and John likes to say I talk about this podcast a little bit too <laughs> much. <laughs> um, no, this is a it's it's not just a podcast; it's a show. They do it on mm. Twitch, Ultra mm. Chen TV. Um, it's Ultra David and, and James Chen. Power Chen. Something like that. <laughs> uh, they're professional commentators for esports. Mm-hmm. And Ultra Chen is very much all fighting games. They talk about fighting games. Mm-hmm. But James Chen has a keen interest in Tetris as well and other puzzle, puzzle games. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where he was a commentator for yeah. the CTWC. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the Ultra Chen uh, podcasts I listened to probably the last 20 minutes or so was James Chen talking about um, the, the competition. Yeah. And, yeah, he, he talked about that max out game as well mm-hmm. and the hyper tapping and yeah. so on and so forth. So if people are interested, I'd check out that podcast as well for, a, for another description of events. Yeah. Hmm. Did you listen to that? I, I listened to that. <laughs> I, the, the that was ultra, a stomach growl and a half. Yeah, the Ultra Chain yeah, actually, episode. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. But did you listen to any of his commentary in the? Yeah, because he yeah, was okay. the main comment on the last on the finals day. He's him right. and Chris. What's his Chris Tang? I don't know. Tang. You could say any name, Chris and Chen. I believe you. No, it must be something else. Tang. I don't know. Okay. There's not the guy who's who's always doing it. He's right. he's the famous for the, the boom Tetris for Jeff. Oh, uh, that's become a meme, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so every, every, it's all boom, boom, Tetris, neck and neck, um, piecement places. Mm-hmm. And the crowd um, were yelling out some of this stuff, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, it's a bit, bit weird too. Okay, so during the final, it happens the whole time, right? You know, the players, are, they can hear, because the commentators are, the, you know, it's a live show. Mm. So all crowd can hear the commentary, and so can the players. Mm. And they're hearing that and like reacting to the... The commentary and talking back and stuff like that. Some players like are full into it, like they're, heck- they're heckling, like the you know stuff, you know, making nice. jokes and that. Hmm. But also, I'm a little worried actually because during the final, this is kind of happening. I'm like, you know, concentrate yeah. on the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe as they go on through, you know, other competitions in future, they will sort of make it a bit more. It'd have to get more professional as it goes on, as it get more gets more attention, as it attracts more prize yeah. money, all that kind yeah. of stuff. 
some of that kind of thing will probably go away. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Just depends. <clears throat> Speaking of, yeah. So the prize money was a bit bigger this year because the Tetris company was sponsoring. Ah, uh, yeah. And yeah. as a result, Alexei Pachanov was there to present the <laughs> the winning trophy. That's cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was signing stuff, wasn't he? Maybe. Yeah. The um, inventor of Tetris. Yes, that's right. For people who don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Um, I have still yet to check out any CTWC mm. anything. Yeah. Second, other than what I heard on UltraGen. Second best export. <laughs> but I should. And, you know, I'm not a puzzle game guy, which is probably why... I haven't been motivated to check it out, but yeah. it's pretty dense. I mean, you, you can probably watch the documentary. Yeah, first I definitely anyway. want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. or all the YouTube things that explain it. So the guy, I forget his name now, George. You can probably just search. I forget the channel name now, but you search on YouTube like it, George Classic Tetris <laughs> explains. There's there's a bunch of videos that are really good. Right. To, yeah. Mm. Talk about the community part and the tournament and yeah, the players in it. No, I have been wanting to watch that documentary, um, Ecstasy of Order, yeah. it's called. Yeah. But uh, every time I've gone to look for it, when I've had time to watch it, uh, I couldn't find it. Yeah, it's on Vimeo. That, that'd oh. be why then. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to pay? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, I'll watch it one day. Yeah. One of these days. Yeah. One of these days. So, uh, is that it? <laughs> Are we done? Have we finished? I think so. I don't know if anyone has anything else to say that we want to talk about now. Um, for later. Do you have more? Yeah. Oh my god. I know. Yeah, but see, and then I'll have nothing next time. We probably won't have a next time for another three weeks or something. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's up to you. You can. Mm. You can suspense. Withhold it. Yeah. Or you could end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. We Next time, splurge it out there. <laughs> Next, Next time, time on, on the Game, Game System, System podcast. podcast. <laughs> oh. Stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> Starcraft um, tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some rumors. You're working on some super secret stuff. Ooh. Yeah, well, is I just this told related? You one of them. Right? No, this uh, is different. Okay, yeah, it's not All one right. of the secret things. I'm not things. excited now. Yeah. So we're done. Okay. Right. Thanks for listening to Game the System Podcast. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is on Game the System Discord at gamethesystem.co slash discord. You can also reach out to us via email at feedback at gamethesystem.co. I am M-A-R, Ma, on the Discord. Uh, John is Huego, H-W-A-Y-G-O, on the Discord. And Matt is BSS on the Discord, spelled BSS. Yep. And that will do us until next time. And uh, maybe tomorrow I'll buy that Capcom Home Arcade and then come back and we can talk about whether it's good or not. <laughs> next time. Next time. On Game System Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.